Hello and welcome to another episode of the Field of 68 Best Bets show presented by Bet Rivers. We are the three-man weave here to talk about college basketball. Fellows, a great slate today. Fantastic slate. There are zero extra games on the board. Wow. Wow. I can't remember the last time it's happened, actually. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hey, before we get to takeaways, quick note. Obviously, the entire sports world is thinking about Tamar Hamlin. We wish him a very speedy recovery. Scary situation last night, Jim, in the Bills game. Reminded maybe some college basketball people of the Keontae Johnson collapse on the floor. Right. Uh, yeah. Hoping for a speedy recovery there. Not much else to say. Jim, anything to add or takeaways from yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I I also watched Christian Eriksen collapse in the Euros two years ago, and that spooked me really badly. And this felt similar to that of like teammates crying and stuff. We have to continue doing our college hoop show, so we're going to press on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like like you said, thoughts are with him, and uh, we, we wanted to make sure we at least acknowledged it uh, and sent positive vibes. College hoops takeaway, real quick. Um, Zach E foul trouble does matter. He got in foul trouble early. Rutgers took the ten point lead at halftime. Purdue battled back, but it's just hard against that defense to make uh, uh, extended runs against Rutgers. They hung around. Matt, Cammy Spencer with the dagger late to give Rutgers a giant win. It's the second straight year they beat Purdue as the number one team. Yeah, it kind of came full circle. My Greyhounds could have used Cam Spencer in that dismal <laughs> performance against American, who looks like, for my money, not Colgate good, but like really, really, really good. And I haven't really paid much attention to the Patriot, but I think that's going to be a Colgate uh, first place finish, but not a Colgate runaway, as I may have thought. Like American has real size and their guards are getting healthier now. And I don't know. I, I learned very quickly. Um, 10 minutes in, probably that was a bad bet. So good right. to kind of get that learning as you lose money, Kai. So, oh, William, Matt, there's, there's teams you learn about as you go, and losing is the best way to do it. I've bet Loyola Maryland <laughs> two games in a row now. I will not bet them the rest of the year. And that's <laughs> learning the hard way. That's how you do it. I kicked them off a cliff in the ratings. American's pretty good. Uh, uh, so kudos to them. Unfortunately, we've been high on that team for the last four or five years. And now finally they hit their stride. Just missed them by a little bit. Uh, yeah, my takeaway was Rutgers as well, Jim. Holy cow. They're legit. Uh, yeah. up to 16th in Kempom. And I watching that game. I was like, man, this team is really, really good. You know, forget about the home and away splits of the past. They, they really played well. Purdue, by the way, 0-7 against the spread the last seven games. Interesting. Um, That's a nugget right there. Yeah, clearly a very good team, but wow, against the number, they have not been doing very well. Kai, them and UConn now, right? Kind of like league play, coming back to the world a little bit. Coming back down a bit. Yeah, the Portland Portland showings have have definitely, uh, they've tapered off a bit. I'm still a believer in both teams, but interesting, interesting nugget nonetheless. All right, we're getting into the slate. Like I said, it's a great one today on Tuesday, Super Tuesday here. We're starting with Kansas at Texas Tech. The market likes the Raiders. It's plus one and a half. I think you open around two and a half. Matthew, it's a prime spot for Texas Tech. Seeing an 0-1 in the Big 12 at home against Big Bad Kansas. Pop quiz, who is Ken Palm's number one home court advantage? Texas Tech. Tech. It's Texas Tech. Let's go, baby. Who you like in this game? Nailed it. One for one on trivia in the uh, new year. Kai, uh, voice a little little better today, actually. Kind of surprised myself here as I talk and hear myself. Not great, though. 75%. Um... We everyone was on TCU, right? Last game, I was like TCU, 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 great spot. Texas Tech, yeah, they fraudulent. Maybe we don't know. Are they playing better? We don't know. And TCU squeaks out a cover. So I don't know. What do we learn from that game? Like Texas Tech, maybe a little more feisty, at least than I thought. Um, I don't agree with the money here. You're right, Kai. Money coming in on Texas Tech home 
dog effectively. I think Kansas is the right bet. I'm sorry. I know that home crowd's going to be rocking. Uh, Texas Tech is healthier. They have a right to play better than they did earlier in the season, Jim, but I just don't fully buy this roster. So I like Jayhawks. Yeah, I I think there maybe was something to TCU lacking some gusto in that game too early. Crowd was non-existent. Everybody was in Glendale. Yeah, it was TCU's crowd, basically. Texas Sorry, it was Texas Tech's crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was more red. There was more noise for when Texas Tech succeeded. So I think that was more about that. Um, I had it in my head that maybe this was a house of horrors for Kansas um, because they lost there last year. But they've actually won three of the last five in Lubbock, two of the last three last year, just stuck in my head for some reason because the environment is really insane there. I think it is a very worthy uh, number one in Ken Palm home court advantage. So you really got to juice it up there. But off that loss guy, pretty dialed in here. I think they've got some of the the wing versatility you need to stick with Kansas. I think they'll make everyone other than Grady Dick a shooter, make them go over the top, take away the lane. That's usually the strength of this no middle with Mark Adams. I, I do lean tech on just like a, vibe spot thing but my number makes it exactly what it is so i did not bet it yeah spot wise it's a home run for texas tech i think texas tech beat this team beat kansas by eight last year at home both teams probably a little bit worse than last year but it, it's a hype spot man this this home court is no joke it's still texas tech they're still a really good team uh mark adams still a good x's and o's coach on court coach i think that's the handicap uh, the talent's obviously with kansas but the spot in the crowd is texas tech um, also, resume purposes, they're not looking too great uh, without a win here. So uh, they, they do need this one quite a bit. I lean towards Texas Tech. I didn't take it. I lean their way. Yeah, if they don't win, we'll get another Goodman. Their best wins are at home against Louisiana Tech, at home yes. against Georgetown. <laughs> yeah, Goodman likes to to jab the Texas Tech faithful. Uh, <laughs> next game, Big East, Marquette at St. John's. This is our first game of the evening, I believe. Jim, it is two and a half. It's been hovering two, two and a half all, all day. Who do you like in this one at St. John's? Man, my gut screen Marquette here. Uh, I just think they are really well put together, cohesive team that knows who they are and plays really, really hard, whereas St. John's is a little disjointed, disgruntled. Uh, I don't think they have the ball handling or the shooting to beat Marquette's defense. I think you have to go over the top with them and take care of it. Meanwhile, on the other side, Marquette, fantastic at taking care of the ball despite playing fast. They've got multiple ball handlers. They can play through their big and Igadaro if they need to relieve pressure, a little bit of an outlet there. I think that's perfect against St. John's. I didn't have a big number edge here, Kai, but I played it small on the gut towards Marquette. I just think they're going to be able to score, and St. John's is a little bit in disarray right now. They've lost a few in a row, so maybe the spot sets up better for them. But, Nat, I'm, I'm into the Golden Eagles. Uh, by the way, C.J. Moore at The Athletic wrote up a big – breakdown of their offense today it's really good uh the, the shaka offensive yeah. revolution actually started at texas matt his last year they got a lot better he brought yep. in some some minds and it looks for real yeah again i think i brought this point on our podcast or this show like the d3 d2 landscape of coaches has so many brilliant minds that just haven't been noticed and he found one north i think um his name for northwest missouri state guy where your your brother so brother yeah uh played a little closer truman. Truman. truman thank you uh anyway I like Marquette. I'm with Jim on this one. Let's just be simple. We don't need to overthink this. The only worry, I guess, from a Marquette perspective is like the ball handling, but they've taken care of the ball this year, as Jim mentioned. Looked at last year. Tyler Kolek played 33 minutes, only had two turnovers uh, while dishing out six assists. Gives me confidence that he can handle the pressure. He's seen it before. He won't be completely thwarted by it. So, yeah, I like Marquette here. Hey, mic check here. I switched my mic. Hey. Is that why me or I, you? I thought why, I was going to my Why are my settings different, Zoom? I have not changed them. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, apparently I was using my wrong mic. Probably sounded poorly. Uh, 
Yes, I like Marquette as well here. Um, I think they're legit. I guess the spot's better for St. John's. 0-3 in the Big East. Need the win. Hyper-motivation. But, man, this Marquette team is very good. And I don't think St. John's is very good. I think they're still a little bit overrated in the market. They have to have a big day on the glass. They have to try to bother Marquette ball handlers. I'm not sure they can do it. Tons of points, though. Both teams are running a lot in this game. It's going to be up and down. I would guess high 70 possessions, maybe 80. Um, so I lean towards the Eagles and the over in this game. Yep. Kyle, you know who else was 0-3 against a good team coming to town? It was Stanford, and they uh-huh. still lost and didn't yes. cover. So sometimes it's, it's just the better go with the better team. Yep. Yeah. Bad team. All right, next game here. Virginia at Pittsburgh. That's right, Pitt, guys, is 3-0 in the ACC. Matt, a win here puts them in a tie with Miami for sole possession of first place at 4-0. Holy cow. Virginia, the better team, but man, how can you go against Pitt like the way they like the way they've been playing lately? It is six points is the spread. What do you think? Uh, God, yeah, my numbers are actually begging me to bet Pitt right now. I just don't want to do it. I don't love the matchup and the coaching edge. While <laughs> little coaching, I, edge. I, yeah, you know, you say that, but look at the uh, look at the ATS leaderboard this year. I mean, Pitt's been awesome, and they've done it without uh, John Hughley. I think we have to give Mister Cables some credit, as much as hard as that may be for addition by uh, subtraction, addition by subtraction, which. Doesn't really make sense given how important he was to that team last year. And I think he was an effective player when fully healthy. He just hasn't really been this season. And their guards are awesome. And they're playing through their guards. They're making shots. They actually look like a you know a, co- a connected team that shares the ball. All that said, I don't like the match against Virginia, Jim. I think the who's crockpot, the, uh, the Panthers here. I'm curious what the home court juju is tonight. Will the Oakland Zoo be vintage Oakland Zoo with, you know, loud ruckus like it was in the old Jamie Dixon days? Or will we kind of that vacant cavernous... You don't really have that behind you. You'd hope to see the good crowd, considering how well they're playing. 3-0 in the ACC and a big-time foe coming to town. Team won the national championship in recent history. Um, I love the under here. Just kidding. Just kidding. Head fake. Uh, I know Scott was saying I like the over. That's true. I said it on VEASAN. Uh, I think Pitt can actually score. This non-Hugley version is set up better to beat Virginia. Uh, you've got more shooting on the floor, more versatility. I think that is a positive. And then I worry about their defensive focus. Uh, maybe they come out and get stops early like George detected, and then they just wear down. I think that happens a lot against this motion. You just kind of get sick of guarding it for 25 seconds. Virginia starts to get better and better shots off the rolls and stuff. I, I think this ends up going uh, going over, being inefficient. I have a worse number than where it's at right now. It's been bet down. Uh, but Kai, four straight have actually gone over between these two teams. It's kind of been an over matchup. I like that. That's that's my favorite uh, play here. I don't have a strong take on the side. Yeah, sidewise can pit hit shots. Um, they're kind of feast or famine this year. A pretty good shooting team. They like to take a lot of outside shots. And Blake Henson, man, has been awesome, as well as Burton. Burton's getting all the headlines. But, man, Henson, uh, what a player. He, he took a year or two off, I think, just transferring around to schools. Um, didn't think I'd see him again in college basketball. And here he is having a fantastic year for them. Uh, I think Virginia's offense kind of gets what it wants here, Jim, to your over point. A lot of foul trips, a lot of open looks. But man, a plus six, I do lean towards Pitt. Don't have the stones to lay it or to take it, rather. Um, but that's where I'm leaning. Seton Hall, Creighton, another Big East matchup here to finish us off before our first chat mob round. Jim, Seton Hall has been feisty this year, but still needs to rack up some wins. Just one and three in the Big East. Creighton's back up on the upswing. They've won their last two games by an average of 17, 18 points, and they're at home. What do you think? Yeah, they're just, it's like the most obvious 
statement captain obvious ever they're just better with Kalkbrenner he he makes them yeah. better in a whole lot of ways even offensively you don't think of him as like this devastating offensive player but he rolls really well he has a ton of gravity in that sense and I think they just play more confidently when he's out there he's kind of a security blanket and of course defensively he's a monster Creighton's games have been really decided by their three-point shooting like it's mm. also another captain obvious kind of statement but they played 14 games Four of them, they've shot under 30% from three. And in three of them, they shot over 50%. Like half their games are outlier type shooting performances. So it is tougher to handicap them, Matt. And that's kept me away from them here. I do think Seton Hall struggles to score because they're not going to score at the rim. And I don't trust their shooting. Uh, But I I didn't end up playing anything on this one. Creighton's just a tough team for me to evaluate right now. Yeah, I like Seton Hall in general, which has been like kind of a contrary, contrarian take. Um, but they really haven't played that well. They've kind of caught teams at the right times. You look back at their efforts the last four or five games, and then obviously St. John's is St. John's. And against this matchup, without Tyree Samuel up front, they are severely lacking an inside presence. And I think the the full version of this defense we've not seen yet. I think we'll see a Seton Hall defense that's fairly devastating when you have like an interior linchpin, but we, they, haven't had, they don't have that yet. So it's a lot of guards. We saw him get beat up inside, even by Marquette on the road. So I don't love that against a Culpepper, um Creighton-led squad here, Kai. Yeah, there's a big four-factor uh, edge in this game. Seton Hall gets the line at the sixth highest rate in the country. They, they're sixth in free throw rate. Creighton's the best team in the country at defending without fouling. They do not foul. Uh, it's it's going to be very hard for Seton Hall to manufacture points. They really can't shoot. You're not getting much inside against Culpepper, and Creighton will not send you to the line. Creighton's offense is also starting to get uh, to go a little bit. 1.1 points per possession, at least in both their last two games. Again, the home court advantage, I think, is real for Creighton, especially in the Big East. Long travel for these squads coming from the East Coast. Um, I think it's Creighton's game. Spread might be a little bit high at eight and a half, but I still lean their way. I'm sorry. I said, uh, I meant to say Yetna, not Samuel. Samuel's playing. Yetna has not played. Yetna has been out. Yetna has been out all year. It's like no timetable, I think. No timetable. Yeah, tough. All right. Chat mob round one. I think Jim is my uh, my uh, czar. Sure am. Uh, going to Matt first for the Mac. Ohio at Buffalo. Question come from Scott. Kind of erratic teams. Buffalo especially. I think a team we think is really kind of ping-ponging between good performance and, and bad. Ohio's taken a little bit of money here. Uh, spreads close to a pick. Let's see exactly what it is right now. Minus one Ohio, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio minus one. So it's flipped favorites over to Ohio. What do you think? Uh, Zid Powell's status for Buffalo matters. He's one of their better guards. Juco Ked's been a, had some monster games this year. I like the Bobcats. I don't want to overthink this. I just think they're better. Buffalo's had some weirdly impressive results in non-conference, but I think Ohio's the more complete, more cohesive team. Uh, so yeah, I like the Bobcats. Who's, who's the freshman they just got, Matt? That they're a big fan of? Is it AJ Brown? Is that his name? AJ Brown. Yeah. For the, for Ohio, he's had some monster games down the stretch, down the non-con stretch. Uh, Kai, SEC here, one that did not make the outline. Ole Miss at Alabama from Ryan Furness here. Uh, Alabama laying 12, bet up from 11. Ole Miss may be better as an underdog, but also that offense, how do they score against Alabama? I don't know. And my number does lean towards Ole Miss. 11 and a half, 12, a lot of points for a team that's not terrible in the Rebels, but I'm not fading Alabama uh, at home here. They're super dangerous. They could easily win this game by 15. No thanks. Don't want the action. Uh, all right, Matthew, need a total take from you on Utah State and Air Force because we're holstering the side for best bets. So you can only talk total here if you have anything. I like under, I think. Um, 
the only way their team really scores, I think, is making shots. The Air Force's interior defense is better than we thought, and Utah State's is obviously very long and lengthy, and I just think that both teams are going to have to make shots to, to go to this total. Pace should be slower. I think Air Force pace is played here, not Utah State's. Yeah, the zone just kind of sucks the life out of you, and it's elevation, so it's tough to really get them to run. Uh, all right, Kai, from Matt Balte here, Kent State first half. Against Western Michigan, uh, the game's 18 and a half full game around 10 and a half for the first half. I kind of love it. What do you think? Yeah, I lean that way. Sure. I did not take it full game, but Kent State, best team in the MAC, I, I would say, pretty, pretty certainly. Western Michigan, probably the worst team. I think it could be a blowout. First half, Kent State could overwhelm them pretty quickly. I like that angle. Yeah, I might be betting just, Western Michigan full game. Sorry, guys. Why, That's fine. Why I bet Kent State first, first half. Do whatever you got to do, Matthew. All right. Yeah, I probably won't, but it really, it really tickled, tickled my fancy. You're just I like you're bad teams. The bad teams. I know I you like are. I know teams. you are. You're, you're sniffing them out. Uh, all right. From from Ray Reyes here, New Mexico at Fresno. We got the Lobos back on the road after they almost lost at a shorthanded Wyoming team. Uh, this one's also relatively short spread. New Mexico laying four, four and a half. Total's been bet up. I agree with that. I think there's going to be some points. Matt, what do you think? I kind of like the road in favor here. Um, we just saw New Mexico kind of get their their first real like uh, 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 uh type of test, um, and they survived it. Now they go over to the weirdly hard to play at Save Mart Center, which is kind of a big cavernous venue, and it's always kind of a house. It's it's way too big for the one of the ten biggest venues in the country. Yeah, it's like top fifteen in attendance. It's a majestic place apparently, but uh, no one goes to the games. It's still a house of horrors for some of the Mountain West teams. I would be very weary if you're a Lobo fan. It's just one of those things where it's like the Marquette at St. John's. I just want to bet the better team in the short spread. So that's where my lean is. Yeah, top top like 15 capacity, not attendance. <laughs> yeah, attendance, no. Capacity, yes. No one goes. No one's going. Uh, 21st, if you're curious. Oh, that 21st. Okay. 21st. Uh, Kai, another Mac question from Matt Balte. Uh, it is maybe the second best team here. Toledo hosting Ball State. The Rockets, an eight and a half point favorite against the Cardinals. Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. People are asking about the total as well. Nothing. Although I will say this, Toledo is the, the best over team in the country. So yeah. if you like that, I like the over here. Yeah. If you like that, go for that. They don't play defense. They score a lot and they run. Yeah. The, this one's been bet up. I think ball state's very much a pace taker. Yeah. They will play slowly if you do and they'll run if you do. And I think that uh, sets up well here. Yep. Uh, last one, before we get back to the outline, we're going to holster any Minnesota Wisconsin takes for later. Luke Murphy asked about Notre Dame against Boston College, Matt. The Irish laying two and a half on the road. He also is curious about Irish first half. What do you think? Would lean the Irish, same theme that we just discussed, like the short road favorite against a home dog that I don't really think has any home jaw. That doesn't scare me as a home dog, right? Boston College, like another healthier, maybe they're a buy low. I don't know. I would lean toward the Irish, but no play for me. I lean BC. I, I think this is really? like we, we t- some of those road favorites are good teams. Notre Dame's not a good team. Yeah, Notre Dame's just bad. Yeah, both yeah. these teams are bad. Yeah, don't bet this game. That's my take. All right, back to the outline. There's some other really featured games we should get back to. Kai, let's discuss those. Let's talk Kansas State and Texas Big Twelve battle. Texas just survived Oklahoma on the road. Now they get their home opener. They're a Big Twelve home opener against Kansas State, a scrappy team, Matthew, that just snuck by West Virginia in overtime. This is K-State's third true road game. They beat Cal. They lost to Butler. Not a whole lot of experience on the road, but are they scrappy enough to hang with Texas? Numbers around eight or nine, I think, last time I checked. 
I would have hammered Texas had they actually lost that OU game. Like, I think that gives them maybe a slight more of a locked in, focused, hyped, ready to go for this matchup against K State, who I've I respect is like solid. I think they're very solid. They're just not what they're being appraised at at some places now. In this case, I think the market has the number. Um, you know, it's been bet down to nine. I think it's a little bit low, but it's not like egregiously low. I mean, K State has been pretty competitive. Obviously, with West Virginia, they proved that. Um, and I just don't trust Texas all the way yet in this post Chris Beard era. So that's, both that's, spot for me scare me away in the post beard thing. Yeah, the post beard thing I don't I don't love. Um, number wise, after it's been bet down, I lean towards the horns. I was surprised that it got taken down from ten to eight point five. Um, I don't think Texas is the defense you want to go against with like two two and a half offensive options. And K State's really limited beyond uh, Noel Johnson and then Tomlin. They don't really have another piece after that, especially with Ngasan out for a while. Like I actually think he matters. He's been really good, efficient this year um, in Texas. Maybe they're not going to be a great favorite, though, with Terry in charge. That will probably be what keeps me off it, Kai, but I would lean towards Hook'em Horns here. Yeah, I think Texas can handle them. Uh, Turnover is going to be an issue for Kansas State. On the other end, it's really hard to fluster the Longhorn ball handlers. The talent edge is still massive here in favor of Texas, but I kind of agree with the money coming in on Kansas State. It is a big spread for a team still dealing with coaching issues. We're not sure how Texas is a big favorite, like you said, Jim, against Pretty good team in Kansas State. I'm still not totally sold on the Cats, but I'm not taking the points here. I'm not laying the points. I'm staying away. Next game on the outline, a lot of chatter about this one in the chat, so I'm excited to talk it. LSU at Kentucky. Matt, this was hammered down immediately from 11. Now it's creeping back up. It's around 10, 10 and a half. <clears throat> LSU's done nothing wrong. They're your classic team that's really, really good record-wise, 12 and 1, but still... Not loved by the analytics. 75th and Kimpom yeah. have barely gotten by a lot of opponents, but wins are wins. They just beat Arkansas. Pretty impressive. Who do you like today against Kentucky? Uh, yeah, I mean, LSU, um, you just talked about uh, K-State, right? Like, th- these are not last year's Providence teams. I just don't think they're that good. They, they've, they've had a more fortunate and easier schedule than Providence to this point in the season. However, I do like the general angle that the money coming on LSU took, which is kind of the one I took with Louisville against Kentucky last game covered by a whopping half point. So I'm not going to like beat my chest about that, but you're basically fading Kentucky in a spot where they're not all the way cohesive and don't really have like that terrifying favorite um, fear. So I think LSU is the right side here, but I'm not an LSU guy. So no bad for me. Kentucky hasn't covered a game since November 23rd. Right. It's been forever. Good. They're not covering numbers. They don't have their rotation figured out. They don't know who their best lineup is. I think LSU's willingness to zone against Arkansas was really smart, um, prudent. Kentucky's actually making threes this year, but against the right lineups, when they only have one or two shooters on the floor, I think LSU can zone and take advantage of that. Matt, I, I, we've talked about we're not like super enamored with this LSU team, but I think they're going to be better as an underdog. Feisty. Yeah, I buy that. I don't like them laying big numbers. As Kai mentioned, they've been horrific in that scenario. Mm-hmm. But I think getting double digits mm-hmm. at a Kentucky team that, like we've said, is not very good right now against the number, um, not very good really overall. I would lean towards the Tigers. I saw somebody as, as that is their best bet in the chat, Kai. I, I, I'm buying that. Yeah, my one worry is this is LSU's first true road game which is incredible to say on January 3rd, but they have not played in a truly hostile environment yet. And Kentucky's certainly been bad uh, against the spread this season, but they're still a really talented team. There's no way they don't have their way inside and on the glass against LSU. could be like really, really bad. Uh, KJ Williams, foul trouble, question mark. It's certainly going to be a factor in this game. 
it is a big spread. I did have a lean towards LSU. I didn't play it mostly because of that road angle. Just just don't like betting on uh, teams with new coaches, relatively inexperienced team together playing their first road game. Not my cup of tea. I, I kind of like that Murray went into Murray State, went into Memphis and beat Memphis last year. Like it's three of their top five players on this LSU team, same coach. Maybe that matters. I don't know. Maybe enough. Not bad. Uh, also, game. may not matter at all. May not matter. <laughs> next game is Nebraska and Michigan State. Boy, this spread came down. Money on Nebraska. Right now, it's six and a half, Matt. Michigan State. I respect Nebraska, but I don't think this team's elite by any stretch of the imagination. While they beat Creighton on the road, they also lost to St. John's by 20 and Indiana by 14 on the road. Who do you like tonight? Uh, no one, really. Um, I lean toward Michigan State, but... I don't know. I got Malik Hall back last game, played 12 minutes. What do you do? Maybe he's, you know, a, 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 he is a huge piece for them. Uh, but betting Michigan State confidently to me would require that I've seen Malik Hall play like three or four games and look like the, you know, second banana or whatever he's supposed to be on this team. Um, Nebraska, I feel like they've kind of hit their peak in value market wise. Like I like this team preseason, bet them too early, lost money, Missed the upswing when they won every cover every game. Sweet. So now I'm just going to sit back and uh, beat my head against the wall while I, you know, miss that opportunity. Yeah, it's a weird, weirdly different Nebraska team. Like much slower, way better defensively. Their guards are huge outside of Tominaga, so they're like actually have size, uh, pretty much across the board. But I was surprised how far this came down. Like Michigan State is still fairly potent offensively when they're not trying to let Jackson Kohler go one on one in the post for some reason. Uh, way, way too much of that this year. Yeah. But with Hallback, they can really invert the floor. You can go a little smaller, have Hauser and Hall be the bigs, uh, space it out, get driving lanes for Hogard and Tyson Walker. I think that bodes well. Um, yeah, I, this just feels a little too low for me at this point. So I'm considering punching against the market here, especially with it under seven, Kai. Yeah. Uh, with Hall in the lineup, Sparty is four and one straight up, three and two against the spread. Clearly a lot better with him. He's enormous for them. Uh, he plays a a key role, and he also just makes their depth that much better. You can't play Kohler that many minutes. You just, you just can't and be successful. Um, Hall really is that important. I think they take care of business here. You have to handle Derek Walker. Sissoko gets that assignment. Will he be, uh, or excuse me, will he get in foul trouble? That's a legit question. If he does, Michigan State might be in trouble because Walker's going to handle Kohler. It won't be an issue for him. Pace is a question. Can the Huskers keep it low possession? I think Sparty, Sparty is pretty much a pace taker in this sense. I don't think they mind playing a slow game. That favors the dog a little bit, but with the spread the way it is, just over two possessions, I do think Michigan State can cover it. My gut leans Sparty. Give me six and a half at Bet Rivers. Scott is where six and a half is currently. Next game on the rundown, Mississippi State at Tennessee. Number one defense in the country in Tennessee, Jim, versus number six in Mississippi State. Should be physical, should be grimy, should be ugly. Who do you like? Yeah, boy, does this feel like an under game, huh? Like just looking at the teams and yeah. the physical, the offensive capabilities of Mississippi State against the swarming Tennessee defense. Total's been bet up, strangely, up to like 123. Rather surprising for me to see that. Um, that has me considering coming back in on the under. It just feels like a team like Matt, Tennessee, their defense, like due for regression shooting, but I think it's hard to capture how awesome they are defensively with their physicality, their length, how panicked they make you most of the time. Uh, no take on the spread. I think it's probably about right where it's at, uh, but I, I could consider the under here just because I, I don't know how either of these teams scores. And I don't think it's really going to be any sort of up-tempo game. 
Yeah, I, man, it looks like a you're an ugly, gross game, but I think there's some shot-making regression coming both sides. I just don't really love the Mississippi State direction, starting with the Jackson State, but mostly the Nickel State near loss at home. Like, Chris Jans really thought that was like an Armageddon type of performance, and it's kind of bled into the two games after. Like, you should have beat Drake. I'm sorry. Like, the six-point loss was not a great loss. Um, and then Alabama can't really ever be super competitive in that game. I would lean toward Tennessee as crazy as that sounds, but there's no way I'm laying Rick Barnes minus total digits against Chris Jans, um, especially with how well Jans can scheme defensively. So another hard stay away from me. Yeah. Miss State's not going to be intimidated here physically. They, they, they just won't. It's a, it's a game they'd probably get up for, especially with Chris Jans coaching this team. He's going to rebel in the, in the muscle versus muscle, but they don't have enough firepower. I don't think their only hope here is mucking it up against Tennessee, who is a fantastic defensive team. But nine and a half is a lot of points. I, I do lean towards the Bulldogs at that number, but I hate fading Tennessee at home. They're dangerous. They have a ton of weapons. Again, it, I'm sitting it out, uh, sitting out this one as well. It was mentioned in the chat talking about these big SEC spreads. Yeah, it's tough to really take either side. The LSU, Ole Miss, and Miss State, that's a lot of points to lay against all three of those teams, but yep. I do not feel confident in, in in fading any of them. So, just quick quick note: this total has been, like I said, been bet up one twenty two, one twenty three area. It's one fourteen on Ken Palm. If that matters to you, it's really surprising to see that stark of a difference when it's not on a carrier, you know, or, or some like yeah. completely crazy external circumstance that's affecting the the total like that. Um, I, I was just shocked at the the difference and the fact that it's moving away from it. Even that is surprising. I agree. Chat mob part two, Jim. Uh, well, not many questions that we're not holstering at this point. South Carolina Vanderbilt was asked about. We'll get to that very shortly in best bets. So, Matt, I'll go to you for a Mountain West battle. San Jose State, Timmy Miles and the gang, 2-0 to start league play. Uh, it's the first time in the history of Mountain West play that they've been above 500. That's that's a heat check stat. I was stunned by that. They've never been above 500 before. Now they go to Boise State, who is maybe a by low with Shaver back in there. What do you think? I'm still laughing at the San Jose State fan forum that was like crushing Tim Miles after the Pacific game, which they blew a big lead. And it was kind of a fluky uh, loss. I, all of you should ban your accounts and never rejoin that forum ever again. All that said, Jim, I love Tim Miles, love San Jose State. I actually lean Boise State tonight. It's a tough spot. Uh, Taco Bell Arena, tough home. I don't think Boise State plays well as a favorite, but I would lean their way. Yeah, it is a tough spot. Boise is laying 10, a rather big number for a team that struggles to score at times, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I do agree. <laughs> Spot sets up well on the other side. I think, okay, <laughs> we've got to ask about the most infuriating game in the history of the world. Uh, Bowling Green in Eastern Michigan. I mean, uh, there is no uh, way uh, I have a single game. read on I'll any of these game. teams. <laughs> the only thing you could possibly do on this game is try to live bet both sides at one point and get a yeah. middle. I have no interest in pregame betting this. I hate both these teams. I will not take a side. It looks like EMU took money. Fine, whatever. Uh, I'm not, good luck. Good luck to you. Not good taking a side. Uh, Pat asked about the over in this game. That's the only thing you can take. If you bet the under, good luck to you. I'm not you saying it'll hit. Yeah. I'm not saying it'll hit. I'm just saying both these teams are really dumb. They don't play defense, and they can make shots. So uh, last game was the epitome of the Eastern Michigan thing. Uh, Bates has what 36, and they lose like convincingly. Like that's just what this team is. They, they don't. Yeah. There's no winning DNA it's in this team. All individual players, and that pretty much applies to both teams. I've bet a couple, I think three Eastern Michigan unders in a row and they've won, but at least the last two were like final 20 seconds sweating. Oh my God, why am I doing this to myself? Uh, Yeah, I can't recommend it. Yeah. Um, All right. I believe that's it. Looking back at, yep, that's it. All right, let's go to 
best bets. Kai, lead us off. I'm leading it off. It was teased by Jim already. I'm taking Air Force, the troops, plus seven and a half. I think it is at Bet Rivers. It is plus seven and a half. Uh, Arguably the best home court advantage in college basketball. It's number two per Kempom after Texas Tech. Um, They're sitting at 0 2 in the Mountain West, looking to take down a 1 0 Utah State team. I like the winless versus undefeated angle. They also beat Utah State last year extremely shorthanded. They had four or five guys out of the lineup. Forgot what the situation was, probably sickness. Uh, they won 49-47 to 47 in that game. They won ugly. They can literally beat anybody in Colorado Springs. Weird stuff happens. And they actually do have some legit guard talent this year. Hydebreder, Green, Taylor, all pretty good guards. Um, the pace should be relatively low. Low possession game here. So, yeah, I like Air Force here, plus 7.5. Fading Utah State on the road here, Matt. Or Jim, actually. Jim's number two. Yeah, number two. All right. Uh, I'm going with Minnesota and Wisconsin under. Probably no surprise to anybody after we teased that this game would be in the best bet section. Uh, 124 at Bet Rivers is the current number. I mean, two grinding half court teams outside the top 300 in possession length. Both offenses are better than each team's defense. So I think that trends towards an under. Uh, it's a big rivalry. I think that helps slow it down. Uh, and the under is 7 1 and 1 in the last nine meetings between these two. Now, Ben Johnson's only been there for two of them, uh, but it was 1-0-1 last year. Uh, I think it will tend to be a lower-scoring half-court crawl, uh, and I'm happy to take the under here, fellas. Matthew? Uh, Pat Taylor calls me sick for betting South Carolina. Well, I actually am sick um, currently under the weather. I'm not sick for betting my Gamecocks against Vanderbilt plus 10? What? Why is Vandy laying 10 to anyone right now? Like, South Carolina hasn't looked terrible the last six games. Yeah, a tough matchup against East Carolina. They lost that game, covered against UAB, West Kentucky, East Michigan. Okay, yeah, those teams are both whatever, so maybe I shouldn't put any stock in that. I'm sorry, this line's just way too big. And um, I don't really have a strong take on that. I looked at the line, and it's like, no, it can't be. Took it. Boom. Bangs ground. Vandy's, Vandy's game margins this year, they've had two that were not single day. They got blown out by Southern Miss at home, and they lost at home to Grambling. Like, yes, they can lose to South Carolina at home, nonetheless give 10 points. What? <laughs> yeah. Hey, they on. just blew out southeastern Louisiana by 38. Well, yeah, Sea was done. Sea was over it. They're there. They waved the white flag quickly. <laughs> yeah, they were ready for conference play. I, I love it. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Appreciate <sighs> so it. So frustrating. I, I love the Cox. detective work in the chat when we we say the games were whole string. They're like, all right, who's on which one? What's the, how do we how do we figure out with total Jim's betting under, Mad's betting a crap team, and Kai's <laughs> betting. I don't know whatever the hell Kai's betting. That's how it goes. <laughs> uh hey thanks for joining us chat mob and everyone else not part of the chat we appreciate you too please do hit the like button on the way out we are back tomorrow at 1 p.m eastern talking more basketball good luck with your bets today thanks to bet rivers thanks to field 68 we'll see you tomorrow